when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, November 30th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 363. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Gita Jackson, back on the pod. Hello. Hi, Gita. Gita. Hi. <laughs> Patrick Klepek, still with us. I'm here turning down my mic levels. Well, who did? What did you do, Windows? I, I caught you. I caught you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Every time. Kato caught you. Every like, time. Get that 70 down to 50, please. <laughs> also here, Kato. How you doing? All right, you know, Monday after a long break doesn't feel real yeah. yet. Doesn't feel no. like. Am I awake? Is this a dream? Is this a horrible nightmare? It's a horrible. Will I wake nightmare. up and still Welcome have another day? <laughs> you will, but it'll be it will be December tomorrow oh, when you Jesus. wake up again. Oh shit! Uh, Fortnite. One more month is happening. What? Of uh, Galactus is gonna come eat Fortnite. Oh, is Galactus going to finally eat Fortnite? I've been wondering. Yeah. We're waiting for that yeah. They're finally introducing Thor into mm. Fortnite. Galactus um, should come and eat us all. Yeah. Yeah, please. Let's <laughs> yeah. Like, has, it, has there been a comic that's like, uh, sort of like, uh, what was that? Co- what's that collection called that you were a part of, Austin? The, the I like that Star Wars oh, phrasing. The Star Wars From one. From another the, point the, of view. Certainly, yeah. yeah uh-huh, but it's certainly about Galactus. What's the, I wanted, what is the person, the first person <laughs> internal monologue of like, what is it like to be eaten by Galactus? I want like the minute by minute breakdown. That's. I think like, we could find something um, like that for yeah, you on the internet. I mean, AOV is yeah. right if there. If you do a little search around, <laughs> I bet you could find something. What's it like to what's be bored like by Galactus? I'm sure there's plenty of results well, I, for this but but like his power set is, yes. is it's not he's not chewing you he's You're, more like he's just he being like atomized yeah. i don't know spaghettified I don't know. probably yeah, you, hmm. is there like a black hmm. hole see situation? i'm getting the gears going yeah someone has found a way to make this sexy so it doesn't really <laughs> right. matter what his power is no one's called galactus ugly i don't think that was part of the conversation galactus is a is a big tall he's boy. A big man. He's a big tall man. man. My cat is screaming Distinctive at me style now process. to get out of this room. <laughs> Can't um, handle it. The Delagos comment was too much for her. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, oh, here's my pitch for you, Patrick: mm. is Cloverfield, but it's Galactus. Sure, like, that, sounds, Cloverfield. that sounds dope. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. like found footage. You know, the disappointment like, of people of New Mutants yeah. is that it was not an actually like a particularly good horror film, but like comics yeah. and horror would be. Great. So, oh, yes, man. like an and invasion then, of Galactus. That sounds yeah. awesome. Doesn't that sound mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's just a big cloud. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, that's, I watched mm-hmm. that movie at one point. It's worth it for that scene alone. <laughs> but you have to have, you can't be one. Of, like, I thought about it, or was like, oh, I guess I could just YouTube it. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, the, you need to, to earn the disappointment, you need to have seen the whole movie and be like, oh, really? Like, this is what they're going to do? They just watch the 30 second clip on YouTube. You haven't earned the disappointment. Is that that's, that's how I spend I my time? I absolutely believe that about movies that are are good in untraditional ways. One might say, 
who have something of value that is not necessarily their competence or skill in filmmaking is like sometimes you do have to see the entire context to know how badly something sucks. It's so much better that way. <laughs> yeah, fair. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, how was everyone's uh, uh, weekend? Long weekend this this week. Everyone do anything good? Anyone feel like this COVID Thanksgiving was worth it? You know, I actually did discover one thing that made made me feel joy over this Thanksgiving break. Not Thanksgiving, where my boyfriend's grandfather, grandmother called me his fiance, and my mom asked my brother how long he was dating his girlfriend, which is seven years. That was very awkward. Oh. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Uh, did you know that there was a Muppets television show for a little bit? That was trying to just do. It was styled exactly after The Office, trying to do The Office. Yeah, they, they implied yes. Mm-hmm. This, this was like <laughs> r- lo- this. long, long after the two actual like the most. I, my daughter's gotten obsessed with the most recent Muppets movies. The oh yeah, the one with Jason Segel and yeah, that first um, one with Jason Segel is so good. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. like it's so fucking charming. Like yeah, we've had the soundtrack to... on constantly, and the second movie is not very good. But the yeah, soundtrack, cool. which is written by the not Jermaine Clement, the other the guy other on Flight of the, of the Concords. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, uh, that great, <laughs> the not actor one. His name's yeah. Brio. I'm, I'm sorry to, to you, not Damn. Jermaine Clement. Oh. Um, um, but he wrote the songs for both of them. They're ter- terrific, like like little uh, uh, song numbers. But then, yes, alongside that, for like a separate Muppet revival, was this weird like office show where like I watched like two episodes and like th- like implications of fucking and yeah. um, Muppets have sex in this future this dark future <laughs> like at one point Kermit says he's broken up with Miss Piggy as the conceit but he still works as executive producer on her show up late with Miss Piggy and like there's a David read this very good review well this re- well written review of it that was negative in the New York Times that really lambasted it for like allowing Basically turning Kermit into a divorced dad that doesn't have kids even. Like, it's just strong divorced dad energy. Nothing is within his control. It's <laughs> that like, sounds great It's to like me. all of the, you know, um, what's that guy that was Batman for one second and now it's Robert Pattinson? Uh, Zach, Zachary, what's his name? It's Batman. Wait, uh, who was, ben, oh, Affleck? ben Affleck? Ben Affleck, you know. Oh, I'm off of memory for days. <laughs> He just looks like every other. I'm like, I'm sorry. I like, I'm sorry to the no, one white fair. man present. It's just he looks like every you mean other Paul white guy. Paul Rudd. Like, he looks like a lot of white guys to me. Yeah, anyway. yeah. that like doobie looking white. You got it. <laughs> He's like, it looks like a white guy from the Northeast, which is Add where it to the I'm Wikipedia from. Page. It's true. Yeah. Char- it's true. Main characteristics. Be looking like one be of those white guys. One of those white guys to me. I don't <laughs> so know. My favorite bit is I read um, Gone Girl before it was a movie, and the main characteristic of the character that Ben Affleck plays is that he's like good looking enough, except when he smiles, he looks like a complete douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that, yeah, well cast. Yeah, there then. you go. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Anyway, David and I watched enough of that Muppet show to get to this Lawrence Fishburne cameo, which is this absolute pure light and joy and belongs in the MoMA. I please just take oh, a minute. <laughs> To observe this, to it's really the one of the best things it's I've funny. ever seen in my life. I almost brought him up a moment ago because he was also the Silver Surfer in that bad, uh, Fantastic Fishburne? Four movie. What? Lawrence Fishburne do be having the best time of anyone in Hollywood. Well, so what, so they, so just, I got, the like, voice, Doug, just the voice. Doug, just the yeah, voice. Doug Jones, yeah. who does like, okay. a lot of animatronic stuff for like Guillermo del Toro. and Basically, like any movie monster, like you could be like a, there's like a good chance that Doug Jones was like the person in the suit in the last like 10 15 years. That's funny. That I didn't realize he. That movie's all right. That one's like on. Actually, it's not that. It's like it's yeah. okay. 
But the Silver Surfer is a cool character. Yeah. And, like, that's the only time it's been depicted <laughs> on screen. Yeah. And then, yeah, then the gas cloud shows up and it's a little. Yeah. But What's it I like to be tell- eaten by the gas cloud, though? You know? Yeah, I, I mean, know. I bet someone's horny for that, too. It's That's the only thing I can, only You're right. I can answer call. these questions. Good call. Lawrence Fishburne just yelled at Kermit in this clip. It was great. It's yeah. so good. Uh, it's, it's the conceit. Kermit's also, upset. He's riding around the wait, golf cart. Back. Almost. Yeah, he comes back. He does come back. <laughs> <laughs> Get his ass, Lawrence. <laughs> It's just um, the joy he has. Kermit also complained about the lack of the, about his 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 his, his failing vertical leap. Is yeah, Kermit having problems on the basketball court. Like why? <laughs> what? He's getting no. He doesn't have. He doesn't jump as high. I as can't he dunk to. anymore. Yeah, he can't uh-huh. dunk anymore. Could Kermit dunk? God. Kermit could dunk in his youth. Yeah, yeah. Three and five. Absolutely. He's a frog. Yeah, he could jump. He got ups. He got. I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, sure. Whatever. You know, that makes sense to me. Uh, what, Sorry, let's, this is a very listen. long Muppets digression. <laughs> I don't know. Muppets seem cool. Shout Muppets, out to Muppets are the best. Honestly, Muppets rock. Fraggle yeah, Rock. That's also it. Rocks. That's the podcast. This is what I did this during We're not this talk about video games at all. We're I just had, like, keep talking about things we sort of like, like the Muppets and Lawrence Fishburne. Yo, Lawrence Fishburne, Larry. He's my dude. <laughs> Remember when he, in movies, um, when movies he gets credited as Larry? It's my favorite thing in the world. Anyway, we before other, he was Lawrence Fishburne, he was Larry so Fishburne when he was young. What? You don't know about this? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Voice yeah. In the he's credited as Larry. Oh, did you know he also uh-huh. lied to Francis Ford Coppola to go and be in uh, Apocalypse? Now he was fucking fourteen years old, while this grown oh man God. is having a full blown mental breakdown in the middle of Vietnam. <laughs> I wow. did not know this. <laughs> what? Shout out to Larry. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Larry. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can do this. Do they keep those in like the updated like Blu-ray versions? Or like, no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I guess that's. Not true. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Blu-ray of King of New York. But like the last I, like time I, wonder, I watched, I bet they keep the in like the, the actual movie credits. But I wonder right. if like on the box. Yeah. Like, right. you know, like in like the right. like the, the little bits at the, at the right. bottom, like does it say starring Larry, <laughs> Larry Fisher, like, like Lawrence, Lawrence? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> you know what? I got proof. I got proof. I got proof. Oh, my God. Yes. Boom. Here's the Blu-ray for King of New York. Larry, uh, which is Larry. Larry Fishburne. People who don't know King of New York, it's a it's a like a crime movie with Christopher Walken and Real David good. Caruso and Larry Fishburne. Uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes is definition. in that movie. It's an incredible cast. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in that movie. Oh damn! Um, oh, it's, from damn. The, it's from 1990. It's a crime movie <laughs> about New York. Uh, it's not. I wouldn't say it's capital G good, but it's. I oh, had it's a good, good time. Though. You, okay. It's good uh-huh. though. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. it's, it's like, very. It's, it's like me spending Thanksgiving yeah. watching Wishmaster. Good. Like you know. I mean, what is this good? Is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I walking you. is is walking in it. You know what I mean? Like you're you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna go there for that mood and that <laughs> that vibe, walking. and and it's just it's good. It's it's I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um. Uh. But it's a crime movie, and this is my ability to segue from the King of New York to the Empire of Sin, Gita. Uh, now you're free to talk about Empire of Sin, uh, a, a mob game, a mafia game. Oh man, uh, that was made. Uh, that we, I think we've talked about it a couple of times now, right? We, we I yeah. think we saw it at an event, and then you got a demo of it a little while ago. Yeah. Um, the, um, uh, it is being published by Paradox Interactive, developed by Romero Games. Uh, Brenda and John. You had Romero Rob CD three one of these, one of these years in the past. Two, like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Forever ago. In fact, I think I bumped into Gita yeah, going to yeah, see it, maybe even. I think yeah, it, we so. were in the same complex, and you're like, What are you going to do? And I was like, yes. Oh, Empire's a Sin right now. And you're like, Oh, I just saw it. And I was like, 
Yeah. Nice. I haven't seen you in like a full calendar year <laughs> and I won't see uh-huh. you for another. So. We live in the same city, but we both work too much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Why do we write books? Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I've seen it a couple of times now. And the first time I saw it, it felt like they had such a c- clear vision of what they want this game to be. And then when uh-huh. I actually got my hands on it, you, you, I only had like two hours. And with a strategy game, that's really not enough time. It's so time. It, that felt, it felt right, but I couldn't be sure. Now that I've played yeah. a session where I, cl- I slightly slipped into my bed at five in the morning because I was playing too much, <laughs> I can solidly say that this game is good in really interesting and strange ways. <laughs> okay. Can you um, sort of like generally again for people who maybe missed yeah previous episodes where we've talked about it. Yeah, so this is uh, a game that's uh, headed mostly by Brenda Romero, who is the most charming person I've ever had the privilege of interviewing in my life, uh, about her fascination with 1920s era prohibition gangsters, specifically in Chicago. <clears throat> it is a meticulously researched game about prohibition era gangsters that combines some fictional and real gangsters, like there's Al Capone is in it, um, I really like this character that's sort of a pastiche of different other mobsters called Goldie Garneau, which is a Quebecois uh, chanteuse who comes to Chicago to also be, you know, a rum runner and all that. And, um, you know, this is a game with the, the, the Vice Kings gang, which is led by this guy who's also a, a really cool, super enormous black man that's also an undertaker, which just is like perfect. Like I love I, it. I love that guy. Love to be a big undertaker and also crime lord. <laughs> you know, you just when you're done with them, you just take them down to the basement. That's all you gotta yeah. do. It's perfect. Um, and it is a combination strategy game and RPG. So while you are you get missions RPG style, and you can upgrade characters' skills in sort of RPG style. You know, there's it's it's a little bit watered down. There's a lot. I feel like a lot more focus was put into the strategy game aspect, but in order to complete these misses events, essentially you're just playing like 1920s Prohibition era uh, XCOM. <laughs> like it's really really fun. Um, the game, like it's it's interesting. You start out with one racket and one brewery, and you do have this sort of restaurant management stuff going on in the background, where you want to make sure that you are maximizing the profits from your breweries and your rackets. Breweries provide alcohol. Rackets can be uh, brothels, casinos, hotels, or uh, speakeasies, obviously. And those are the things that make money for you. And you can upgrade them in all kinds of ways. And, you know, by having a certain combination of things, you can um, you synergize your businesses in order to make them sure. more successful. But most you of- have a, if you have like a speakeasy where you're serving <sighs> alcohol and also like um, – uh, brewery or like a like a moon, a moonshine factory. There's a word I'm looking for, and I'm not a distillery. A distillery. Thank you. It's a Monday. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a Monday. And you also have a distillery. I'm guessing that that means like, oh, hey, look, we have these two businesses. These two businesses like work. Yeah. Help me work together because I'm not buying my booze. I'm making yeah. my own booze or, yeah. or something like you that. You can also, you know, you can change the production quality of the booze. Um, you can also like. Make one uh, of your breweries produce poison and sell that to rival gangs, which just happened to me. <laughs> um, oh, damn. Really annoying. Yeah, I had to close all my bars and I lost a bunch of money. It was super irritating. But I'm going to. Uh, Daniel O'Banion's better watch out. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
it so like the most of the verb that you do is like shoot like you, what you mostly are doing like to take up the time that it takes to play the game is go from right. from building to building from situation to situation and have various fights you're doing XCOMs, but everyone is wearing sick like yeah I, I, when is this, when does this take place? Is it the twenties or it's, is it the thirties? Yeah, it's 30s? the twenties. Nineteen twenty okay. is when it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah January nineteen twenty. So everybody's got Tommy right. guns. Stuff. It's all like it's all period weapons, also, which is really mm-hmm. cool. So you start to see like the beginning of submachine guns and that kind of stuff, which is really neat when you get your hands on one and see how much more powerful they are than the rest of the guns. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then they also, you know, everyone has these special abilities that they learn through, you know do experience in combat. I have one now for Goldie, who is the uh, the boss that I'm playing as, where if I shoot someone and it kills them, I get just to keep just get to keep shooting. Just get to keep shooting Good until ability. everyone's dead, possibly. Yeah, great yeah. ability. I keep, love that. Keep going ability. after you get a kill is a great ability in any tactics game. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Because uh, you're killing people all the time. That's the thing that you do. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, is it dangerous to take your leader out like that, though? Like, onto the field? Yeah. I mean, if she dies, you lose. But you That's need her sometimes, you know. Right. So you do, there is sort of like a strategy of trying to protect and defend people. I'm right now in this game. I have completely taken over the near north side. Like, that is Goldie mm-hmm. Garneau territory. There are other people that have some rackets there, but... I'm slowly but surely we're going to take over the rest of the Chicago. You know, they mm-hmm. are not as powerful as I am. <clears throat> They have more money and more alcohol, but I'm stronger overall. And mm-hmm. I think I seem to have I'm the only I'm seem to be the only character that has taken over an entire neighborhood so far. So that puts okay. me in an advantageous position. Like that is mine. Um right. and if they come to my territory, they have to deal with me. So that's really nice. But there's this one guy who's safe house. Like I I can take him out and take over I've taken over all the rest of his rackets, but his safe house is still in my neighborhood. And I've been trying to go there. And take over a safe house so I can completely take him out of the business. But I've just been like saving and reloading the same safe like a couple like over and over and over again because he keeps throwing like time bombs and dynamite at me and it takes out my machine gunner, Maria. And if you if you like any character dies, they don't come back. So you've invested a lot of time into upgrading some of these like shittier characters into better characters and they also you know they have their own personalities so at this point maria uh, is the lover of another one of my gangsters so if oh, she goes cool. out in battle he's gonna freak the fuck out right. it's not gonna be great right. yeah right. so like underneath look the thing the verb that you do most of the time is shoot and and get in fights you fight and shoot and kill and like take things over but underneath at all times there's like this m- frenzy of like mathematical equations that is determining how everyone else thinks about you and what every other character is doing. So it's like also like you took XCOM and then just slapped it on top of Crusader Kings. Right, right, so right. It's all these That's games, it's yeah. all these games in miniature, so it doesn't ever reach the same depth as the as Crusader Kings does. You know, there's a set, there's mm-hmm. a finite amount of people. They aren't just continually like. Breeding and creating new versions <laughs> new of themselves. People, right. Now, the yeah. time scale would be very strange there yeah. if Maria's kid joined the mob because Maria's kid would be a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby with 
Tommy gun. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, a little uh-huh. baby in a pinstripe suit. That'd be, like, that'd be perfect. That'd a little be baby great. suspenders. Uh-huh. Uh, I would love that. But yeah, so you you are not. It's not quite as a uh, universe that changes as drastically. But, but the characters do have, I'm guessing, like traits the way CK traits have. Like this person gets angry easily. This person yeah. is yeah. good at doing this. Yeah. In fact, when you want to make deals with other bosses, you can see whether or not their personality meshes with yours. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. So you start off with just a lot of people not liking you and like people make alliances based out of convenience. But, you know, I I originally ally- allied with the the alley cats who are an Irish mob who the leader just died and the wife took over, which is mm. causing everybody to raise their eyebrows about who killed the husband. <sighs> sure. And um, I liked her for a bit, but I saw that she didn't have very many rackets, she didn't have a lot of alcohol, and she didn't have a lot of money. So I double-crossed her for Reagan's Cults, which is a, uh Italian game that set up a couple of rackets in my neighborhood, but it felt like they were more powerful in other neighborhoods, and if I allowed them to have the two rackets here, then they can take out the, the remaining alley cats that are closer to them. And I joined a war with them when they asked me to. And mm. that worked out for me. But uh, Frankie Donovan, like, he's the number one thing. On my, he's the number one guy on my shit list. Like, that is the next action to see what happens when you completely take out another another part of the mob. And, like, what that does to your standing. Yeah, like, how does that shake up things? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. I'm I'm very curious about this. I'm, I had forgotten that it was coming out, and now yeah. it's like a nice thing to take up some time. Yeah, um, there should be a bunch of reviews dropping today. Uh, mine's not coming until later in the week, I think, because I got kind of sick both over Thanksgiving break and then just generally in the past two weeks. Uh-huh, fair. Yeah, so uh, still need a little bit more time with the game. I want to play. Uh, I want to play as the leader of the Vice Kings, the Undertaker guy, and a couple of Please. other characters. Yeah, I'm very of- curious. That's like one of my big things. Is like, will it feel different to play these different characters, yes. or will it? Will it just feel like bonuses have shifted around? Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. always like a, a, a difficult thing in a strategy game like this. Well, I can um, tell at the very least they've made a huge effort to make the flavor very, very, sure. very, very, very different. Like worlds apart different. So Goldie cool. is introduced to the game. You know, you get some short cutscenes, and she's introduced as coming back to the city from a tour and she's got to help a guy out with a problem he's having. Uh, right. But I've played another character before uh, and played through her beginning, uh, Stephanie St. Clair, who is uh, from the islands. I think she's uh, implied to be Haitian, I think. Um, and her, she comes to, she's based on a real gangster that was from New York in the 1920s. Oh, cool. uh, and Brenda Romero told me that they just found the character so interesting, they transported her to Chicago. What if you she know? went to Chicago? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why yeah. not? And um, she's an older woman who's like a very like she's like just like if if your auntie ran a, a huge gut rum running organization, you know, like uh-huh. yeah. so she's she's very stern. She's got like an auntie hat, you know, <laughs> like it's really she's wearing like a really long overcoat and is always telling people that their husbands ain't shit. So it, it they um the the mob characters will also have like story specific missions that will reveal more That's of their cool. backstory. Okay. That's so neat. even if it does kind of just feel like you're flipping the bonuses around, which I will say, you know, mobs the mob bosses, they have specific abilities, not just okay. for they have a specific abilities for like all three spheres of the game. For negotiating, for um for running your rackets in general, and for combat. Mm-hmm. So Goldie Garneau has this thing called Killer Queen where she, if she can see th- uh, up to three characters, she can mark them and then 
uh, shoot them for massive amounts of damage. So um, it's basically a one-hit kill in the early game. Um, and I know that the other characters do not have those same abilities, that okay. they will do different things in combat. So I I know at least that they've tried to make them feel different, although I can't speak to how much they actually feel different. Fair, fair, fair. Um, that's it's I, I it's so funny to me that when I think about the the first I guess the first game that I played that that um, Brenda Romero worked on was probably I it was a tactics game, Giant Alliance Two, but she was just a writer on that. But uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Commander, which was a um, a Facebook game. But okay. was a but yeah I know right <laughs> but was a tacticsy Facebook game um, I, I believe that's the one I'm I'm thinking of. maybe there was a different one but uh, that that she worked on that was like surprisingly good yeah this is this is what it was it was like this is way better than you would think that is you know it was like 2010 or something like that you know it's harder it's like, like legitimately hard to remember how much money was being poured into Facebook games a hundred percent now hundred percent like, none of it didn't. It is literally not even a platform for video games anymore, yeah. and at one point was being seen as like a future, the next like future pillar. platform. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the time, I remember being like, "Damn, like there's some neat ideas as a, just a tactics <sighs> game here." Like, fuck Tom Clancy shit. But this game kind of slaps in an interesting way. And seeing, I'm glad that 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 she's gone back to tactics stuff because I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see what she ends up uh, doing. I'm curious to see how this game plays because I'm yeah. I like this subgenre a lot, and, and thing- I'm excited to play it. That I knew that was going to hit for me was when I started playing through the tutorial and there is a piece of music that was just like going so hard. I actually found it difficult to pay attention to the tutorial. And I was like, wow, "Wow, they didn't have to go so hard just on the soundtrack to this video game. Uh Like this is legitimately some good jazz music I would just listen to. (laughs) And then when you get in combat, like the Romero (laughs) flare comes out and there's like distorted electric guitar starts blending into it. It's fucking sick, man. (laughs) It rocks. That's the other thing, right? John Romero also working on it, worked on it. And got yeah, Nine Inch Nails God. to come back and oh, do the man. soundtrack for Empire of Sin. If Basically, only. You know what? Honestly, Trent, the res- Trent Reznor's music soundtracks are yeah. incredible. They're, They're like so good. a huge part of what I listen to when I write. They're so, so great. You know what? <laughs> Trent, I know. I You don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I know that you play games generally. <laughs> I, have, I have an idea of whether or not he listens to the podcast. I bet Probably not. not. When maybe one of his five children listens to this podcast. Yes, there's the way. Yeah, That's God. It. If you're a Trent Reznor child, if you're Nova, please, please tell your father to listen to this podcast and to link up with Brenda Romero. Get get together with John Dickerson's child who must clearly listen to this podcast after they right. ratted me out on Twitter. God damn. Um, wow. No other explanation. No That's other the only explanation. thing that makes sense to me. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Those two can get together and, yeah. and figure it out for us. Um. God. When I was interviewing uh, Brenda for the preview, which I still have a bunch of really great quotes that I got to like put into an article. I was going to talk to Rob about that today, but he's not here. Um, it was uh, enjoying your day, extra day off. Yeah, Rob, he's, Rob. Uh, he's, I can tell you, he's fucking stuck in Latria having a miserable time. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> the experience I had. 100%. Play, playing, uh, watching his Demon Souls uh, play through with uh, helping him navigate a, an area last night. Terrorized by a dog and then terrorized by a video game. Oh, Rob. Yeah. Oh, Rob, our friend. Life. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, you were, were you going to say with. You were going to say, Brenda, you had a, a, a thing there from There was just like a funny, I mean, I had a lot of really wonderful moments. She spoke a spe- like to, at length at striving to make this game not only like diverse, but make it hit right for people of color. 
and the links that they went to for that, which I'll talk a little bit about. Uh, some what I can talk about if I when I finally write up this interview. But I just remember her. <laughs> talking to her and then seeing in the background that a door was open and then watching John Romero uh, about to walk into the office, see that his wife was doing an interview and then slowly close the door. That's extremely good. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, I had another the Romero's, thought. they're people too. Yes, they're people they too. People who make good video games are people too. Uh, it turns out, I, I had a I had a, a, a connected thing. I, I mean, we could we could talk about Demon Souls, but I imagine it's going to take up some time. So I feel like that should be a back half. We of can the podcast we can now firmly put uh, Demon Souls in the Destiny Zone, which yeah. is like look <laughs> check in. You 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 got you got your front loaded like yeah, you know new shit. It was exciting. Now we're moving it to the back yeah. where <laughs> so we yeah. can put other stuff at the front. I and I have I, 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 I think that neither of you talked about told me that you were that you played recently, but I hadn't been here for a conversation where you talked about it. I don't know if we just, if it just fell through the cracks, but I remember in our, in our group chat, in our, in our Slack, there had been some fuser talk weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like the fuser conversation never happened. I, I said this because I looked up some, com- I looked up some footage of Empire Sin that opened with a fuser ad. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait I a second. Fuser. fuser. That okay. game wins. Yeah, I, both, yeah, both, both Gita and I did. But then can we talk? I, can you like, talk to I, me about Fuser? I, I canned the talk because I was like, well, I'll just wait till Gita's on. And then right. it just and didn't happen. Yeah. Now, listen, the, the things have Patrick, aligned. Time. Let's talk about Fuser. All right, Fuser. go. Take it away. Gita, set it up because you've played more, Yo, more than I have. Fuser is a DJ video game that actually makes me feel like I'm learning how to be a real DJ like in life, which is a very <laughs> cool and weird feeling. It also fe- makes me feel like I'm learning a lot more about why songs sound good, which makes me feel which is a very cool and weird feeling. It's just like, I don't know if it's a good video game, as in I don't know it's a very good goal-oriented activity where, like, things that you should be doing at particular times. Like, whenever I fuck up in that game, the game is always like, oh, that's real nice. You, you did okay. That's okay. You can do it again. Like, the, the structure of it is, yeah. like as opposed to sort of like a, a rock band or a guitar hero where you have... You know, it's easy to imagine the visual. Well, it's not easy. They did a very hard thing that seemed easy uh-huh. in yeah. retrospect was, was, you know, to visualize the quote note highway and take like the dunk, dunk, dunk and do do of like guitars and basses and drums and like put that on there on, on screen. Whereas in Fuser, like there are there are like sort of like beats that you are trying to transition between that you are mm. graded on in the same way that there is a note highway. So mm-hmm. it's like um, when you are like adding, uh, you know, the bass of some track or the guitar of one track or the vocals of one track, what you want to do is like do that alongside like certain beats and it grades you on like a good or poor or perfect. And you like you're getting more points if you're doing that. But it's also meant to, as Gita said, reflect as part of the tutorialization, like like th- we're not doing this just to gamify, you know, to give you like a like a, some sort of like score metric. It's to 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 also convey, you know, good DJs are doing things at certain times yeah. on purpose. Now, are they gamified? I'm not sure that necessarily. Like, uh, I can't speak to it. I'm not sure if DJ is sitting around going like, got to make sure I hit that beat exactly so I get the perfect. Like, that's probably just like in, <laughs> like especially just something they know, right? Like, they just into it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but I mean, it, it allows it does the hard thing of. Uh, for someone that doesn't understand like how music works, me, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like Gita to some degree for for you of like, oh, this is like if you were to like break open the hood of like the brain of a DJ, like this is some of the stuff that's going on. Maybe yeah. they wouldn't even be able to articulate it, but like this is like the science of DJing broken down into a, like sort of a material structure that the average person can play around with. And like I like you, 
I played about an hour of it where I was playing music for my kids and mm-hmm. they were having a blast like yelling at me to like like boo like we don't like this song and like I would just move on to something else. Uh, well, I told them to do that. I was like, it's a game where you play music. Yeah. If you don't like it, you know, so yeah. that was part of the the bit. And I like you know I, like turned up the subwoofer in my office and they were jumping around. And after that hour, I was I was like kind of good. I was like, yeah. this is really cool and interesting. It feels like a party trick. It's like the kind of thing where if like, I had someone over in times where I could have people over, I'm like, hey, you need to check. Yeah, you need to check out this game, which is also the same way I felt about the board, the the um the digital card game, or not digital, the physical card game, um whose name is escaping me as I now want to transition Drop to mix. what it's. Drop mix. Yes, drop mix. So, so Fuser is a, in in some ways like a a fully digital uh, version of of drop mix. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's mm. a similar concept of like you're you have cards that you're playing certain elements of a song to create a custom mix. And drop mix was absolutely like I found one of like the big deluxe sets at a uh, just down the street at um, for like five bucks. Hell yeah! And it was unopened, and it it rules. Like you set up an iPad or an iPhone, and like it, it, that's the game interface. I talked about this on a previous a previous podcast. If you want to, if you go back and Google it, but. Um, a fuser fell in the same category for me of like, I played an hour. I got my party trick out of it. I would take it out again. I think it's a real accomplishment. We have a review up on the site kind of like digging into this, but I don't, I, Keith, I don't know how you felt, but I, like, I don't, I haven't felt a pull to go back to it beyond like, I think it's really cool. More people should check it out. But I, <laughs> the game part didn't hook me yeah. enough to want to like go I through the campaign and, and see more of it. I think, I mean, once you get through the campaign, what, what happens with, the campaign is that you get to the point where it's like, and now you need to tap on this MIDI box. And I'm like, I don't understand this whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't understand the what point of it. What does the MIDI box do? I didn't get that far. Oh, you have to like do sample your own drum beats and stuff from this like MIDI. Oh, that sounds. Yeah. Nope, from like a, uh, yeah. Number one, <laughs> that's out. hard I, enough I, when people I have like the physical. I the part where I was playing yeah. the bass yeah. of Ace of Bass. And yeah. like, I was making bad music yes. sound good. Yes. But you were whistling no, from All Star on everything the whistle from all star is so good it adds like a lot to a lot of different songs you're not expecting to the whistle from all star is classic it truly is um yeah it the game aspect like what rocked about uh guitar hero looking back on it is this idea of the world tour and this also this the setup of being like someone who plays in garage bands to someone who plays in stadiums. That is a narrative arc of like fame that everybody understands and a lot of people have fantasized about, you know, so being able to embody it makes more sense. I'm 31 years old and I completely miss the era of pop music where DJs were really popular and everyone knew who DJs were. So I don't fantasize about playing at festivals. I don't even want to go to a festival. Like, if we're being real, <laughs> I'm old and I don't want to right stay for probably, that long. You probably shouldn't go to a festival. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless you're in New Zealand or yeah. Australia. There's some countries that have done it okay. Yeah. But not, yeah. If I was yeah. in New Zealand, I would be doing all sorts of shit just because I could. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't go to music festivals. I'll go to this one. Yeah. Shit. We got one <laughs> exactly. of those. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it on Instagram like Hey, I don't yeah. even like it. I'm here. What are, you, what are we, yeah. we doing? Rugby? Yeah, yeah I'm all okay. Checking in. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll catch you at the rugby <laughs> game. I'll catch you doing whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me real close to other people. Ha ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> me me in the mall. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and also the thing with Fuser is, um, like. It's not like it's the first attempt at like gamifying like th- this sort of like approach. Like DJ Hero was yeah. a game that I think, um, in retrospect, is like deeply underappreciated. I really liked 
DJ Hero. I didn't play the sequel as much, and I heard they made the sequel like the sequel was really, really good too. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was an attempt of trying to follow the Guitar Hero track of like how can we turn like the make the follow the note highway concept, um, which is the one that I respond to. So like Mm -hmm. Fuser was interesting because like oh conceptually I now feel like like if I listen I I know more of how like the alchemy of creating. um, You don't even notice it, but it literally teaches you how to count notes. So that yeah. that timeline bar, like it, it is so it the, the it's. I mean, it's like ballet, where like a lot of what you learn. I danced ballet until I was told definitively that I would never be a ballerina. <laughs> essentially, yeah. uh, that was really early on too, because you have to dance since you're like a literal baby in order to actually be a ballerina. Whatever. Um, but I I I um. It, it does the thing that ballet does where you train for years and years and years in order to make something that looks incredibly difficult look like it's like tying mm-hmm. your shoes. Where mm-hmm. it does this thing where it teaches you a lot of music theory by not teaching it to you, but just showing you mm-hmm. a visual representation of it. So whenever it shows you this timeline, it's like, oh, if you drop it with, when it hits at the end of the timeline, well, there it's just teaching you how to count a measure without saying this is a measure and here are how you count notes. Because if you said that, I would get scared. In the same way <laughs> yes. that you said MIDI box, and I was like, eh, yeah. <laughs> can you give that a more gamified name, please? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the fun box. box. It'll give you fun <laughs> points when you press it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when I get your kid to eat a, a carrot. Oh, it's a Cheeto. Yeah. That was just a weird taste of Cheeto. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pro dad strat. Hell yeah. yeah. She actually, Jessica actually just straight up eats her carrot. So I haven't had oh, a Cheeto thing. We'll that's see what good. Uh, well, Elizabeth Jessica's does, so but, um, a, a horrible nightmare who's also the sweetest child in the world. <laughs> she is. She is. I dropped her off this morning as a cat. She had a had to have a bowl of milk put out and she had a collar on. Oh, and I wow. said to my mom, I'm sorry. I'll see you at five thirty. <laughs> She's a cat uh, today. She's a cat today. Um, wow. I love it. Tell her high five for me. <laughs> you go. Me, the adult person wearing cat ear headphones. She doesn't have to get out of this. You know what? Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll be, it's 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 interesting. I'm curious what like other folks have played more of that game. Uh, make of it like as you as you get like really deep into the campaign. But I think it's I think it's interesting. But I. I don't know. Like, it never went beyond. Like, I think it's interesting. I wish people would play it. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, but like, I don't want to play any more of it. Uh, it's oh, like, man. like, it's a really shitty recommendation to like intellectually respect what it accomplishes, but also, I guess it's on some level. Being I didn't overwhelmed find the by, yeah. Well, I kind of just wanted to do free play. I just, like, yeah. I didn't, yeah. like, on some level, when I was doing the game stuff and I wasn't getting enough points, and I like, well, it, it still keeps the star metric that uh, Harmonix has had across a lot of their, their sure. games where. As you're accomplishing tasks uh, to the beat um, correctly, <laughs> and like they add some other gamey things, like someone from the crowd shouts, "Like, yo, I love, like, I want the baseline in this, like a very specific request," and then you have to like match that and, yeah. and get that into the That's game, and you get like a bonus. Put in the whistle from All Star. <laughs> Shut up, Austin. Put it in. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, God. So the review uh, that is up on our site, I just realized it's actually done from my, done by my friend Nathan Smith, who is a DJ. So if you shouted him to put in the whistle from All Star next time he plays yeah. a DJ, he said, I'm sure he'd do it. But he's a lovely, lovely guy. I haven't had a chance to read his article yet, but it comes from someone who at least knows what it's like to do this for real. The first time I met Nathan, actually, he was DJing. And he was wearing a shirt that said, a lack of kush comes as no surprise. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. God. Um. Well, 
Anyway, it seems Fuser yeah. seems cool. I I'm gonna wait until it's on sale and buy it in a bunch of DLC. This is what my that plan sounds is. Right. Sounds bad. It's I also one of those games like secret. You're like, mm, I bought it on PC, and then where's the, where's the mod that yes. just puts in a bunch of charges? <laughs> like, I don't mean yeah. to be like, I, it must you be should, you know, a little hard financially though. support developers, but also I want like, yeah, probably breaking out it's the tracks. So is not yeah. expensive. It's not even just breaking out the tracks. It's fucking wild what they do to like t- tuning and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like all of that. Like it's you don't really have to think impressive. about keys. Like that no. shit is wild. What it does to like pitch shift things and not make it sound too weird, but yeah, you can also uh, just yeah. like turn a dial to like automatically make the BPM for all the songs higher. You know, like it 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 really it takes a lot. Of, it's like bring it's like DJing for people with totally smooth brains. You know, I have seen a lot of <laughs> yeah. I have seen a yeah. lot of a lot of really like I've seen a lot of musicians and people who work with electronic music and who who do DJing see this stuff and be like, wow, this is this is like a feat of programming to make this tool be able to do this without it all sounding like shit and then like making it a, a thing that people who've never done this before can can mess around with. So like yeah. I definitely respect it a lot. Kind it, of. It's just it definitely feels also like because of the complexity that it's something that's authored specifically like mm. you it wouldn't be a thing where you could just import any sort of like uh like even just if you had broken it out even if you had the stems If you had like the four tra- track yeah, if you had the stems yeah, yeah, it would yeah. it's probably something where they like specifically had to make the BPM changes and the pitch but changes for all, all, everything individually, right? Knowing people who mod games, though, three to five years. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, three right. to five yeah. years. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Open Fuser will Not be released. Not if, but when. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it'll... Well, yeah, it'll, I guess that's the difference. Like, there's tons of stuff you can get for, like, Beat Saber, but these are yeah. all, those are all note chart games. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just, like, layering. Right. Um, and that's certainly a, a much easier lift than... Um, as Kato points out, the the, the more additional yeah I mean, yeah I guess never never count out modders but it is it is one of those it's the same well, it was the same way with like Rock Band and stuff like yeah. by the time we got to Rock Band four I was like you know what guys I don't want to pay for an Israel DLC I would love to just pay you ten dollars a month yeah. for a sub and yeah. just get access to everything because right. this just like the amount of money you have to spend I don't know how much work how it works on on Fuser I didn't look at the DLC structure but like I mean I know people who have spent I know actual people in my life who spent thousands of dollars on rock band uh i think i tracks. remember looking at it and it's like if you bought every single piece of dlc which means all the songs that are currently available it's a hundred dollars yeah. to buy fuser up front that's correct it's, so it's two bucks a song <laughs> uh or it's it's there's the launch pack which is 45 bucks so it's 60 bucks to buy the game and if you want all of the the dlc songs it's 45 bucks and at that point you may as well just spend the extra five bucks for the backstage pass that includes all the aesthetic <laughs> uh, the, like the all the, the see that's the, just such a what, shitty price. Like I mean, yeah. just, let's, let's just give me yeah. like leave that there, but like also just let me pay you six ninety nine a month. You know, yeah. and maybe you will end up getting more out of me. Ooh, you might, but actually, I just yeah. yeah, I just those music games. Like well, the idea that you're buying a single that is pri- proprietarily locked to this one video yeah. game. Like the rock band stuff, you know, like unless you're like keep like some of that stuff has been permanently phased out, and I think like hasn't made it across. Like, pl- I mean, I don't know the exact specifics, but like that's what you're gambling on then, oh. and it just yeah. seems. Uh, uh, and I realize they're putting a lot of work into songs. In the so I'm DLC to... too, which is the problem. But I want to, yeah. I like want to at least be able to I, pay you well, two dollars just to have. A well, you can do that. Do you you know? can you'd be like, okay. here's two dollars. I would like Trap Queen, please, because the thing, the thing that I think is yeah. so good about this. Or the thing that I think makes me go like, I want the DLC is I want the parts. Like I want right. all of the, 
I may, I might not ever just drop, uh, like put. All, actually, I would because the cranberries linger is just like a dope track. It's but, hard to mix with things, by the I way. It, but anyway, go ahead. Is. But my point is, like, maybe I want one part of this. You know, okay, so right. like, for instance, two dollars for crank that is a, honestly a steal. Think about how much work you're going to get from <laughs> the all the various parts alone. of crank that. Like, yeah, exactly. You can just put that into anything. It's going to sound dope. So, like, I get, I do, I do think that, like, that's why it's such a, an attractive thing and, like, why it's so easy to be like, yeah, I'm mean, going to give two dollars. I'm going to get a lot out of this. But it's just, it's a, it is a lot of money. It is another, it do is they another have 45 dreams. They do not currently have, not as DLC. If it's in the base game, it's in the base yeah. game. I don't know. They should have know. that song in this game. <laughs> I'm just yeah. that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. David has been listening to a lot of Tusk recently because he's obsessed with this period of time where Lindsay Buckingham heard the Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads and then was on so much cocaine. He was like, I got to make music that sounds like this. This is the future. He was right, but Fleetwood Mac can't make songs that sound like Talking Heads. So I've just been trying to, like, every time I hear, like, songs from Tusk that are not the songs that David thinks are very nice, I just think about dreams and how good that song is. And you know what? Every single part of that song would be so good mixed with other songs especially that vocal track just isolate the vote like think about that this is how i think about music now when i think about fuser i always start just thinking about the parts of other songs i want to take and put in 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 a song (laughs) fair all right we should take a speaking of of breakdowns and etc we should take a break and we will be back to talk about some other stuff including including demon souls finally (laughs) uh some other stuff we've been playing Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, we are back, um, and we are we're, sorry. We're all distracted because we're looking at this Xbox <laughs> Series S running a bunch of PS2 games on it. That that's also neat. Super Mario Strikers, also Super <laughs> Mario Strikers, and uh, Wind Waker, and yeah. a bunch of other stuff in here. Yeah, this I want to shout out. This is a video from uh, Modern Vintage Gamer, which is a a, a good YouTube channel. Um, God Hand, all sorts of shit on this. Uh, yeah, basically what's happening in this video is that you can, there's a way to flip on developer mode on the Xbox Series S and X, and that lets you run like universal Windows apps, and there are emulators that can, that can then just straight up run on a, on existing Xboxes and run, uh, you know, your, your, the, the discs you have in your house and you, the ISOs that you've ripped, um, from those uh-huh. discs, you can then run, you know, really you cool versions anime, of, I'm pretty sure, uh-huh, uh, they had uh, that. That that <laughs> Klonoa two disc that you've uh, ripped uh, in your house can then run on your Xbox. But uh, Gita had mentioned this; uh, we were discussing before that you know, like one of the things that you know, the Vita for all of it being like like a disaster for Sony as like a <laughs> you know a larger endeavor 
it's like a pretty incredible uh, piece of technology in terms of being able to like just play emulated games and it would be cool. It would be it'd be very ironic and funny if the Xbox ended up being like a better emulate like a better way to play PlayStation games than the PlayStation <laughs> itself. Yeah. I Good, mean, yeah. yeah. Every time I play a PS4 game on the on my PS5, which is mostly what it does right now. Um, I, I'm just like, great. Now do PS2, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm begging you. (laughs) I'm literally begging you. That is where all of my nostalgia for old video games is located in the PS2 era and games that are on that thing. And I am the exact right age to tap into that. So if you didn't make remakes and just gave me those old games, I would spend thousands of dollars. Yeah. Totally. Uh, The the PlayStation 2 collection for Xbox. What's the... (laughs) No one cares God. about old games. Yeah, that's why I keep hearing. I keep hearing that. And, and I don't know. Um, this is me keep saying mm, until I'm like a tiny little tea kettle on a stove. <laughs> boil over. Yeah, it's just boiling over. Yeah. yeah. God. Um, we should, I mean, this is the thing where I was like, who cares about old games? And then also half of this podcast has been playing the Demon Souls remake nonstop, a, a remake of okay. uh, an 11-year-old game or whatever. And so, I'm know. sorry to say that I didn't listen to the podcast while I was not here. So it's, fi- it's fine. I, we've Gita, all Gita, done this. I was on paternity leave for months. You know what I didn't do? Just listen, listen to the podcast. podcast. <laughs> no, none of us. That's what happens. But okay, this I want to say one work. thing before we get into it because I imagine Please. this will be a little bit like when I talk about me and Kata talk about Destiny. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Is uh, I keep seeing ads for Demon Souls whenever I watch. Like, so you, the only place you can watch stay, like, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex is the Adult Swim uh-huh. app. And they is, constantly huh. play ads for Demon Souls on it, and it's almost convinced me to buy it several times. And also, you don't I have finally, to buy it. Didn't you got a code? Right, I have a code, so I don't have to buy it. <laughs> but am I going to play don't. play this shit? Like that is the thing. Am I going to sit down it. in front of my TV and install it and like actually play it until I get frustrated and leave? So I've started playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is a Souls like, and I yeah. found myself understanding why people like it. Finally, okay. I will say that there there was someone on Twitter this weekend who it may as well have been you that said, hey, so I followed y'all's advice and like played uh, Fallen Order because I've always wanted to be, I was uh, souls curious and thought this would be my entryway. Loved Fallen Order. Went and downloaded, went and bought Bloodborne on sale. This shit sucks, man. It's hard (laughs) as hell. Like, what are you people talking about? And I was like, well... Not, not, you know, so I think it's like just as likely that you can yes, like yes. get a taste yeah. from Fallen Order I'm afraid of. and then yeah. fall into and then go to the real thing. Not to fall, you know what I, you know what I mean by saying, yeah. That, but like, no, but like go to go to a from like, software game and bounce off of it. Yeah, I feel like you know when it comes to Hades, I feel like I can play. I played Hades and I like that, and it means I I feel like I'm also you know I failed so much in Hades that I feel like if I fail in a Spelunky, it will give me yeah. will no longer it's, feel like the end Hades of the world. Hades is way better training you know? wheels for you know a rogue game yeah. than Fallen Order than is Fallen training Order. wheels for this is my question. Uh, yes. for for a Souls game because yeah. specifically because the forgiveness that exists in Fallen Order cannot yeah. yeah. in many ways not mentally prepare you for the punishment of an actual Souls yeah. game, whereas yeah. Hades yeah. is often. Uh, uh, maybe not as punishing, but I guess like the distance between those two things is not as great um, as as I think the difference between like Fallen Order and Bloodborne. Or, or I really like Fallen Order, but it is not asking as much of you on a moment to moment level as as Demon Souls 
is. Demon Souls is like really trying you. It's really like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> uh, there are different tactics it uses. You know what I mean? Like if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, Rob will talk about like having to fight these gargoyles and not having space to like fight them because he's on a little fucking walkway that there's nothing under him. What's going to happen, right? Uh, he's going to fall off. I'm guessing. I guess, Patrick, you talked to him yesterday about how lost he's got he the gargoyles going. under control. Okay. But like, you know, but like one of the, he went to World 5 at one point and, yeah. you know, that World 5, uh, you know, is an area where you're like going down all these, it's like, ver- it's vertical instead of horizontal. Yeah. And you're like tr- trying to go down part. between these <laughs> tiny little corridors. And then even once you get through there, you just go to a pond full of uh, poison that is slowly oh, sapping your it health sucks. the entire time that you're going through. Wow. That it's one awful. of my least favorite. It's my least favorite place in that it's entire game. It's so good, though. Game, it's but so it's, good. It's not as so good as Game of Five 2020. Uh, <laughs> Town is a better version of what they were attempting yes. to do in Demon Souls, but I still appreciate the um, it's dark. It's not any it's fun. Too dark, it's too dark, actually. It, this is the thing. Go look at footage of the original place. It's not that dark. They made it darker in the remake. Oh, they went the opposite way with yes. the valet defilement. They made it darker instead of brighter. That's funny. They made it darker instead of brighter. It's so weird. I Yeah, anyway. Um, I, you can kind of see further because there isn't like a fall. It's weird, but it, it's it's very dark. And, uh, um, um, anyway, finished, you, you should still there, try yeah. it. Yeah, you, you, know, you should yeah. try it. Okay, well, I mean, I've got a code, so that, that definitely does take some of the edge off, where it's like, I yes. got this shit for free. <laughs> I'll yes. just give it a shot if I don't play like it. it. Play, play, a royal, yes, right? play a royal, do a magic build, like, yes. get your feet wet. And, oh, yeah. Uh, magic is still totally broken in this in this version, right? 100%. 100%. Oh, hell yeah. Um, definitely. But I, I just broken. do it. It seems cool. It seems dope. Um, I beat it over the break. I beat it, like, way too early in the break. I should have saved it. I should have mm. savored it. But I had one of those runs where I was like, Damn, I beat a boss. Damn, I beat another boss. You know what? Let's just go. Let's just get <laughs> yeah. it done. Um, I had a really long boss fight with the final boss. And then and then wrapped it up. And and uh that game, you know, I again, same thing I said, same thing I said last time, which is like I have my quibbles about certain bits of aesthetic design, especially around architecture and creature design. And that that was there all the way through, you know. Um, but uh that is about that is about moving away from what I liked about the original designs, not about the execution of what they were going for, which I sure. think that they nail, right? Like mm. um, when I complain about the way, you know, uh, Bulletarian Palace looks, it's not because I think they did a bad job of doing the thing they wanted to do. It's because I like the old Bulletarian Palace and and kind of how untouched it was and how not untouched by people, but untouched by like uh, flair, right? Like it's not a, it's not a particularly – um uh 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 well decorated space in the original game you know what i mean there's there's not a lot of you know um, which on some levels like technical limitations right and right, it makes me right. so curious like we, there's no way to play out the there's what some, if but i i would like, love to what, i would love what to would know. their version of an aesthetic totally. update look like even if they just did like they could just do like one boss like just that first boss i'd love you know the one that they turned into you know a doom yeah and i still think it looks cool for what they're going for like that's it just exactly is, it. if yeah. you approach it on uh, blue points terms i think they more or less nail what they're going for and and you can quibble from there but i would be so curious because you can't you can't just take that model from the PS3 version and just update it like you would have you have to do more than that and so i would be so curious to know what would like a Miyazaki or the art directors like? What do they look at as as essential? Like, what is the core of this creature that when you are faced with 
unlimited technical, you know, sort of like uh, wizardry. Like, w- how do you maintain that? What do they figure to be the, the essence that they're maintaining forward on an aesthetic level? I'd yeah. just be so curious what what that is and like what that final product looked like because my guess is they would arrive at a different place, a much different yeah. place than than Blue Point did. That, that's my guess too. But I, the, the point is that I really still ended up enjoying my time with it. Um, you know, I, I was really fond of the build that I, I ended up doing that faith strength build that I mentioned. I got that the the large blade of moonlight, this giant glowy, dope <laughs> blue sword that does That's, incredible. I, magic col- I, col- I went and collected that um, yeah. this weekend. It's a fun thing to go grab. Like the it's situation a, yes. around how you it's get it is so cool good. without spoiling it. Um, it's very there's some slugs involved, is what I would say. <laughs> a lot of it's slugs. Gross. Some signs that just say I don't know. Hit it and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good. Um, um, it, so yeah, like I ended up really enjoying that. Go ahead, Kato, because I know you started playing also. Yeah, yeah. Is it just me, or does it feel like more of the uh, fucking messages are 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 true this time around? Have you all noticed a, I a trend? Mm, I, there's some fake stuff I found for sure. There are definitely there's some like roll here's and mm-hmm. that's the one I see the most hit often. The wall. There's like this isn't a wall. There's only the walls. The only walls are in that one yeah. level. But it's fun to whack that wall a couple times. But well, maybe just I'm just getting case. the wrong angle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it definitely feels like the most obvious ones that are bad stay up. Where it's like roll here, and then you can like tilt the camera down. It's like there's nothing. There's fucking nothing. There's nothing. There. I can't see yeah. nothing. I'm not I, mean, I wonder how much it. of that is is like most, not most, but like a lot of people are coming to this game with like institutional not. Like I'd be curious mm-hmm. how 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 does the game distribute that stuff? How does it choose what to surface, and then how does that interface then with you know, the audience that is probably putting down signs are are most likely people who have played the game before. Right. You know what I mean? Like a newcomer is probably not spending their time thinking, I got to put down some, some tool tips here There's or just, uh, troll some folks. I feel like I've basically at every time, this is a thing that the Souls games love to do is put an enemy around a corner where you have two options. You can either look left or right, and it's always going to be one of the two, and there'll be someone fucking waiting for you and i just keep finding like right before entering that that archway or doorway or whatever it is a little a little message that says look right and it's always been the correct like direction you're you're, no, you're like right I, I have i have noticed it's even very nice. um, even good. like item items being pointed out yeah like, oh good thing up ahead i i i'm actually i actually had that same sort of observation that oh actually i didn't like in some ways it was like a spoiler. It was like, I didn't actually need to know that thing. (laughs) Like I like sometimes the surprise is fun and uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, so I said, I stopped checking them sometimes because I was like, okay, like, yeah, but even (laughs) Mm -hmm. just the presence of it was like, well, most of the time these are helpful. So, even just the fact that there's a sign there is telling me that <laughs> yeah. like, I should probably be careful up ahead. Yeah, this is only the thing that's interesting about that. I'm curious. I'm curious. One to what degree is that Souls veterans being like, all right. This is our chance. A lot of <laughs> right. people are going to play this game. It's a launch game. We can get people in. Let's be nice. Let's not be assholes as much as we can. Um, but then also just, I, I think it does speak to the fact that I always come back around this in the Souls games, that um, there is there is this line of design through it, both through the, the co-op and through the signs that encourages this style of, of you know, breaking out of your single player headspace and like trying to do everything by yourself and et cetera. Like it's always already been a co-op game because of things like those signs, right? Um, uh, you know, I, we, 
Totally. I, we, <laughs> I, we talked a few weeks ago about how I think it's totally cool that that's a game where you can look outside of the game to to learn things about stats and stuff like that. Like it's like in, in line with how the game works is to step outside of it. And the reason I think that that's the case is because it's already doing that in the game, right? Mm-hmm. It already has a system in the game for giving you information that is not present in the environment like organically and that system is those that sign system um and and i think that that helps bring that that it helps it, it really helps because it's almost like one of those things where um there's certain language that we speak when you play video games right like you see a waterfall you go there's a treasure chest behind that waterfall for sure mm-hmm. in a platform or you go get that treasure chest you're like yep good that's the good video game and i feel like souls has that its own grammar around a lot of those things but if you're playing it for the first time you just won't necessarily see that stuff and so yeah. i think having that system there even if it is you're right patrick it can be a little spoilery both in terms of like there's an enemy up ahead or like you don't but that's just look me. Left. I've, there's I've a lot of like look hundreds left. of hours of like like so so like that's the, like I don't think they should change anything necessarily. No, it's just an interesting totally. observation as like yes. a veteran who's like played this game before to then have that experience. Whereas like yeah, I actually think it like makes sense for there to be a sign that says like keep rolling through like these seven boxes. That, like, <laughs> otherwise, like this is not a Time game for that like drops. Well, yes. right, yeah, because this is not a game that like has anything inside of any of its boxes. But then occasionally there'll be one behind a box, and so yeah. it's cool that that's there to encourage someone to do a behavior that the game doesn't naturally uh, encourage. Another, uh, Kato, how another, are you? How are you finding it otherwise? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm really enjoying it, and actually, like speaking to that cooperation, I haven't beat a single boss without help. Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Which. Is great because I've noticed, and this is a, this is a thing just carrying over from my other Souls experience where I know, like, okay, you there's two forms that you take. You're, like, soul form, your body form or whatever. And when you have mm-hmm. body form or whatever it's called in whatever game, that's when you can summon people to help you. I've been noticing uh, basically before every single fog gate, someone drops the message, if only I had some friends. <laughs> To, to signal Damn. that this is the fog gate that leads to the boss room. So that right. you, this is where you, this is where people are dropping their signs. And so like I pop the crystals, turn myself back into body form, pick up a couple buddies and we go at it. Like I, we, and we, we first, yeah. <laughs> we like I've, we've, I've done a first run with help of every boss, except for the fa- the very, very first one. Uh, everything right. after that, that I've hit, um, I, it's been with co-op and it's been great. Cause there's, still enough people playing and like hitting even the early bosses that like there's always like two people ready to go like signs there's signs for days still which is a really right. fun feeling of just like everyone's we're all in this together we're all doing it you know we're all getting getting through and uh it's been really fun um I feel it's like it's very cool to see the like phantoms of people just like running around in circles in front of a boss gate yeah. being like, all right, I'm ready to help. I'm if here. you need help, I'll come I'm, I'm yeah, chilling. come through. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um I've I've really um been enjoying the way that these spaces are designed too. Uh given that the way that they've set up the the like what I know as bonfires, the arch mm-hmm. the arch the archstone system and it being like it makes that it makes them have um a more kind of tightly wound uh level design because there's only mm-hmm. the one checkpoint so you're kind of wrapping back around and finding new ways to get through and back to the same place a lot more than i feel like even dark Souls. like there's check um there are still uh like shortcuts in dark souls 
uh, but it feels like it's a shortcut to the next bonfire almost, mm-hmm. right? It's not this kind of like interlocking singular uh, space between each boss that um, only really requires the one the one uh, bonfire to exist. It's just like, you know, it's it's very clear how they like made that design, this, the design decision to make, to make each level kind of this, each, each, um, not level, full level, but you know, each like one, one, yeah, two. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's totally been really what, neat to kind of see the difference, the different approach. Um, well, and you're going to hit levels, you're going to hit like stages, I guess, where there are not, there are not really uh shortcuts there those exist right. and it's like or the shortcut <laughs> is your knowledge of the layout sure, um, sure. more than anything like it's um, right there, there is like i think like one of the only real genuine we're just gonna lop off most of this level for you is in the second area of, of yes, five two you yes. know what I'm talking getting about? that shortcut is the is it the rules. greatest moment in that game <laughs> it might because be. uh, yes. that area sucks so bad it's so big there's so many places where things can go wrong in that level and when you get the checkpoint you realize how close that puts you to the end of the level is just like oh my heart thank you but they God. also I, they're mild spoilers like they also tempt you with a fog gate and it's, mm. so it's like easy to like miss that like way yeah, to get the short gut um yep. I've, I've been tempted to like Rob when you go back there. Just like I just need to tell you, I need you to look over that the area, not forget that area. Do not be you tempted by tell- that gray gate, and like yeah. make sure you go figure that, <laughs> that out. That boss isn't impossible, so like maybe you win it on the first try, and you don't have to think about it. But but if you fail, it's a, it's a long walk around. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I yeah, I'm I'm I think that's a that's a really good observation, Kato. I think like the way that that stuff changes, like I, and I think Dark Souls One probably still has a lot more does have a lot more of those moments of like aha i see where i am right because that whole game is built around that kind of clockwork like interconnected world where you feel like you you're realizing how it all fits together and that the shortcuts are a really great way for them to communicate that yeah um uh but here there is something really there is an interlocking inside of the single level that works really well i think especially have you gotten to the um, the first mine level yet where you start to like yes. pop out and you're like, hey, hey wait, wait, this is so, yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh, oh and totally. now there's a thing moving here that I, oh, okay, yeah. It's the yes, closest that thing it has to Dark Souls. Is, yeah, is, definitely. Is World 2. Yeah. I, it was really interesting. I finished that game and I barely crafted anything or I barely needed, I barely needed crystal lizards is really what it means. Right. Really because you what can't, I mean. uh, you can't upgrade armor in Demon's Souls. You're only totally. upgrading your 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 weapons, your weapons uh, and shields. I, I and found a weapon, and I'm like, I don't need anything else anymore. It was a, it's a dragon long sword. It's got that fire damage on it. I'm just uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah. So, so you, think you motherfuckers, you, <laughs> you can basically, uh, like, I so I I had that for a long time. Uh-huh. I found that, mm-hmm. and um, you should spend the time in in in. So you you've beaten the spider, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, To get this, you have to have beaten the spider. Yeah. Um, and so when you, if you go um left from that spoke. Um, there's all those like fire bugs, the floating, yeah. you know, little uh, creatures. If you just spend like an out, put on a podcast, I just grind out getting up, put on the item, uh, drop, like increase rate ring uh-huh. and just get uh-huh. all the upgrades and get the, you can get the dragon sword up to plus four from oh, just shit. the drops okay. that occur in that area. And you're gonna be able to coast like huge, <laughs> not coast, but like you're gonna give, it's like, it's a really powerful yeah. sword. It doesn't scale on anything. So you sort of have to like pick you know, 
either like late game, are you going to, what do you want something to scale to? So either pick decks or pick strength and like keep putting points into one of those so that at some point, if you find that you don't want to deal with the fire sword in like the last third of the game and you want something else, you know, you've, you've been appropriately putting points into something that'll get yeah. the, the bonus damage. Because, like, the dragon sword is kind of a cheat because you're getting the fire damage off of it. So it's like that's the bonus you normally get from a scaling weapon that you won't. like. But the problem is even – so I did that. Like, I put points yeah. in scaling, and then I I uh, went back. I beat Flame Lurker fucking, so that you yeah. can use the, the souls you get from bosses to craft, like, special types of weapons. Is at Flame the, Lurker the, the, an archdemon? No. no. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Arch archdemons are always just w the last boss in a world. Oh uh, fuck. Okay. God damn there's it. There's one after Flame Lurker. Have you gotten a Flame Lurker? Is that why you feel like that should be the last boss? <laughs> yeah, I got there once. Well, I mean, so in theory, I mean, realistically, I know Flame Lurker <laughs> is the archdemon because what happens after that is trivial, um, yeah. basically. Oh, so okay. like, <laughs> so know that once you get past Flame Lurker, you've done the hard you've part. Basically of that done. World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, didn't have any uh, stones to summon with. So I was just like, yeah, let's let's oh, uh, let's see what's also, up. Also, also, uh, Kato, in that area is where you got that dragon sword. Yeah, yeah. and you know what is fucking useless against Flame Lurker? The, the like dragon a sword, sword full of fire. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. Got flame right in the uh, name. Uh, but so then I so I crafted this meat cleaver because I wanted to break out of the the, the build that I had. And uh, so I you know I went back. I got like a you know the Christian Falchion so I could beat Flame Lurker. Crafted the meat cleaver, but then I went to the Valley Defilement, and like all those enemies are weak to fire, yeah. including the bosses. Yeah. And so I ended up yeah. Yeah, still really sticking. Are. I was like, I tried really hard to like break out of my build, and was like, nah, like this is still like really useful. That said, I did the, the without spoiling it, the final boss of of World Five, um, when you have to fight, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, ti the tiny the tiny dude to to get to the end of that little area. Um, I used my meat cleaver and nice. uh, parried. Good. Um, my oh, way through it, which is really the, the parry on the meat cleaver. Just go look up that animation if you haven't seen uh, it. It is, it it feels like it should do more damage than you actually take <laughs> off because it's so long. I mean, it's like yeah. forty seconds. Um, <laughs> it's but it's that it's thing really looks satisfying. like the pyramid head sword. Like it, it literally does. just looks Damn. like a Silent Hill enemy sword. It's well, great. and and so that enemy uh, Austin, the part of the reason to have the the meat cleaver is that it does a lot of knockback damage. To sure. even boss level enemies, and sure. so that 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 uh, person that you're trying to take out, if you hit them with just the R one, it sh it shoves them back <sighs> maybe 15 feet, like on wow. their ass. It yeah, is I've so seen, satisfying. Yeah. Someone someone uh, uh, sent me their version of a of a similar boss fight, and I was like, damn, the the two handed. The, the, like the big heavy swords, when they hit, they hit. Or they're not swords. And they're actually technically hammers. They just look like swords. <laughs> yes. They're a hammer class weapon, which is great. And you can coat them in magic. So it's right. like, right. you know, you can go into a fight with this two-handed <clears throat> meat cleaver that can do uh, like base damage of like, you know, 350 and then Shit. throw on that fire. And, you know, you're doing great. 425 on a swing. And you're just you're just going to fucking town on on some of these enemies. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, near the, I'm in the end game. I finished all the worlds except... Um, you know, now that I can open up the the door on World yeah. One and can do the last two two areas, but I uh, I don't want to. Then I, then it's over and that bums me out. Right. But I'll I'll I, I might turn yeah. my eyes to some other. You know, I started playing like Umarangi Generation and some other yeah. stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, Umarangi's really to, good. Uh, really, I, I, I I had some trouble in the opening. We can get to that in a second. Mm. But um, I had one other last last question for y'all since you've played both yeah. of these games. I feel like. Uh, and this might just be a feeling, but it 
seems like uh, damage types between like piercing, slashing, and like bludgeoning matters more in Demon Souls than it did in like Dark Souls or something. Is that right, or am I just like they do matter? I don't know if it's more. I'd have to look at Dark Souls because I feel like it's in been Dark about Souls, as long since I played Dark Souls, I got like, the I got the Uchi Katana early in Dark Souls and was able to slash through most of that game without ever feeling like oh shit suddenly i'm not doing so much damage until i hit like a skeleton which is like okay yeah that makes sense but that was like the only <laughs> yeah. time i feel like uh slashing damage uh did me did me wrong in in the original dark souls uh where here mm-hmm. just base enemies in one one versus two one suddenly are taking like a ton less damage and i was like Am I just under leveled? And then I swapped to uh, piercings. Uh, I was using the I'm a wanderer, so I was using the slashing, the the falchion, the fal- falchion. Mm-hmm. I switched to uh, a mail breaker that does piercing damage, and suddenly I'm doing like big numbers again. I was like, oh, these these guys are just super resistant to slashing. And I, I feel like that, yeah. I feel like aside from like skeletons in like Dark Souls, like that almost never happened, right? Like I feel like I have to think about that specific the the damage type thing more in this game early on even than I've throughout most of Dark Souls, um, which make which which brings me around to the point I want to make is like I wish there was a way to know that easier yeah because the game already pushes back on you so hard in all these other ways that I feel like having that one piece of knowledge given to you would make that like like it's already difficult because the enemies do. A ton of damage, right? They can kill yes. you pretty easily. Yeah. Well, and and you never one, get like when, as the player, you get told like you're poisoned. But it's not as though when you're uh, like doing like bleeding damage that like it's like you get like a status icon on right. the enemy that says like, by the way, you're doing yeah, damn. bleeding damage. The only indi- visual indicator you get of anything like that is if you have like a fire on your sword, right. like the, the enemies <laughs> literally light on right. fire. It'd be cool if there was like a, like a Pokedex for enemies. Right. Yes. This is what I'm, that was just uh, like, Hey, to. you've determined from attacking them enough that they have a really high slashing defense, right. which they do. Because Those miners, Kato have a 300 slash defense yeah, and only fuck? an 84 <laughs> pierce. Yeah. There Listen. you go. That's what was fucking happening. I was, and I thought I was like, shit, I must be super under leveled. I'm going to go, Grind out some soul levels somewhere else. I come back still doing shit fucking damage, being like, what the fuck is going on here? Is, is it just like, do I just have to backstab these people to get any damage on them? Turns out, it, yeah, it was just that damage type. And it, it felt yeah. like an added piece of friction that the other games the, the, that I've played didn't have as much. Or if it mm-hmm. did, it was like small enough that some overleveling did kind of overtake it. Um, which which will happen here eventually too, right. right? Like once you, if you did leave here and go level up a bunch and came back, you would be able to get through. This I did like a little bit, but it was fine. like it ended up not being enough to really change those numbers, anyways. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's it's, it's like a forget, it's like a thing that it's I easy to forget how high your level gets in this right, game in right. retrospect, but it gets really high up there eventually. It's just like a thing that I think um, always felt a little underutilized in the other games, and it's like I love I love that this happened. I just wish uh-huh. I had a way to find out. Because there's so many different systems that I thought it could be before I thought about yeah. that specific system, right? Totally, totally, yeah. Um, though next time it happens, you're immediately gonna be like, "I get, right. I bet these fuckers are, are right. strong against blunt or strong against slashing." Exactly. Yeah. Like that is totally. the thing that totally. how these games work, right? That's true. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep a couple weapons on me just to see, just to test things out when I get to a new area or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, really quick, I just want to wrap back around because Gita, I, we, we mentioned uh, Jedi Fallen Order briefly. I'm just curious because I was just thinking about that game and how there hasn't been real DLC for it. And that, that blows me out. I would love just new areas to go through. But how are you how are you finding it generally? So I am not a person who would have the patience for a Souls type game. Um, sure. I think th- I, I've told like maybe six or seven stories about my, the love of my life, David Grossman, on this podcast so far. But here's one more uh, where he played that game and he got to the part where you learned how to parry. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm never going to learn how to do this right. And put it down and never picked it up again. And if I well, didn't and that, play. And the, and the funny part is like the lesson of most Souls players is they said, that's cool. I'll just walk behind the enemy and uh-huh. hit it in the back instead yeah. and not learn how to parry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, this is the thing is like mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i more likely to behave like David than I am to behave like Patrick. Sure. It's like a goofus sure. and gallant situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? That's right. Not every game, not every game, like yeah. as big as these games have gotten, it is, it is. That's part of what's remarkable about them is mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, undergirding a lot of the, you know, conversations about like these games in terms of like accessibility and approachability, which are all like, you know, we've always been on the side of like just put in fucking sliders in an easy mode. That's always, you know, like we've always yeah. aired on that side. Um, but it's also the case of like it's it is still remains fundamentally surprising. These games are as popular as they are yes. because mm-hmm. they are created around such a deep level of friction. They are, they're not anti-player, but it certainly presents itself as anti-player. It is certainly not any, a game, a, game, a series, a design philosophy that is uh, uh, player first. It, it demands that you like respect what it's asking and, yep. and meet it um, yep. in order to progress. And it's totally cool if you're like, that does not sound enjoyable to yeah. me <laughs> at all. It's also the case like brains are wired differently. Like this whole podcast is full of people that like to play strategy games. You know, my brain can't fucking do strategy games. Yeah. Like I can do XCOM, like I can do baby strategy, but I get to a certain degree and it's just like my brain doesn't work that way. It's frustrating. It's not fun. It is. I don't want to learn it. I'm uninterested in learning it. Yeah. And I don't want to learn how to play Total War. Yeah. But I, no. I, I can understand intellectually why they're cool. Yeah. But I just that's not me. And yeah. so like it's OK to be like. Just because all of us are talking about so this is how I feel about when everyone talks about strategy games. Like, cool, go enjoy your time. That's not me. Yeah. So it's it's you don't have to feel as though I'd be curious to see if you did enjoy it because you didn't like rogue games and then yeah. Hades ended up being an entry into it. But that doesn't necessarily, I think, yeah. mean that you suddenly have to become like a with, Souls acolyte as with a result. The Jedi Fallen <laughs> Order is like I'm getting a lot of enjoyment uh, out of it from the Star Wars flavor, where be- the way that it is hard makes me feel more like I'm in a Star Wars adventure serial, you know? Sure, yeah. Where the way that you are the possibly the last Jedi in the known universe that is, you know, fighting alone, you know, against the Empire that's completely taken over, it completely makes sense that this game is as grueling as it can be, right? <laughs> or, or that whenever the game plays tricks on you, I, I always have to chuckle to myself, like feeling like I'm a little bit closer to my friends that have played Souls games and are like, you know, sometimes you get to an area and you're playing as best as you possibly can. And then you just get murked by something you can't see that shoves you <laughs> off a ledge. And every time yeah. that happens to me, I'm like, I understand an experience now that 
my friends have had that now it also makes me laugh. You know, now it also I understand how this can be a funny story in a game or how Mm -hmm. you can be holding a controller infused with so much hatred and just evil (laughs) towards a video game. And then once you actually defeat the challenge that has been grueling you, the challenge of just not knowing where the hell you are on the map when there's no fast travel and you've just gone to a lot of random locations that seemed like they're in the right direction, but we're not. And then you tried to jump a ledge from one part of the map to the other just to see if you could, and that didn't work out either. Mm-hmm. And then you spend like literally an entire hour while your boyfriend is making you dinner, being like, baby, <laughs> I just can't save right now. I really just want to get to the ship. I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs> I'll be done in a second. <laughs> and then you finally do, and you just like feel like it's the first time you've exhaled in like three years. I understand now why that's very, very satisfying. Mm-hmm. It rocks. Uh, it's, it's just I'm playing on yeah. the setting that has parry timing way like way more generous than it normally is. I'm you so know? glad it's, that game I'm had glad that, that it yeah. has that. It's yeah, such a smart totally. observation on yeah. Because um, my parry timing is I'm better at it now, but I'm still shitty at it. <laughs> like it would have taken me a lot longer to figure that out if I didn't totally. have a more generous window. Totally. Um, I hope that they I hope that they revisit that 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 game because I where it leaves off is, is interesting and yeah I'm I'm excited to see them come back to it. Um, uh, but, quick back uh-huh. wrap around to demon uh-huh. souls a thing i fucking noticed speaking of traveling uh did y'all notice you can use activities to fast travel between archstones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you'll lose your souls though right if you're not uh, okay uh i believe the one time i, I was like you, let me you see do. how this works you do, you do, i was like hey you'll lose these souls so okay. but okay. it is, but it is useful for like if, if you're like, already, if you just boot, if you just boot up the the PlayStation and then you could just like hit, you know, you can yeah. just jump to. Oh, I want to go back to like the area where Flame Lurker, you know, the path. To, it doesn't take yeah. you to Flame Lurker. No. It just takes you to the, you know, it the, takes you to the, the same the archstone arch where you yeah. would. But you like cut out the nexus, which feels weird to me. Uh, I also agree with this, just yes, because I don't like, it. like narratively, <laughs> like the way that things kind of like shift and like the people showing up and that you need to talk to, like. I feel like you if you if you end up using that too much, you might miss out on stuff. Also, I'm should I kill, kill patches? Can cure. I kill patches? Is it okay kill to kill patches? Patches, patches is fine. Fuck. You should patches is bad. You, you it's not someone you should you know, sometimes you have problematic friends. Um, <laughs> but it is it is it is sometimes those problem problematic friends are also your drug dealer. Um, <laughs> and if you just need us. to get, if you just need to get the weed, which is what you need, you need you, you need, need the leaves in Demon Souls leaf. all yeah. the time. Patch has got like, that yeah. leaf. Could could you go to like? Could you warp to a different area and you go like, see go that motherfucker in World One who's always like up on all fours, like doing that little that like mixtape pose? Like you yeah, could right. go find that. There guy. is the one at the beginning of World Two One, like outside You're of right. the mines. You're right, and, but like then you got to go to World Two One. Can't just do it in the Nexus. Whether or not to buy a leaf, and the guy gave a BJ too, even though he gives me a discount. Like, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like just stick with patches. Patches is fine. Patches has good prices. Also, they're they're honestly the kind motherfucker of, tried to kill me. Other motherfuckers you're going to have to worry about. So no, just listen. Like, put pe- he tried to kick you into a hole. There's a motherfucker <laughs> down there who tried to kill you. I don't think Kato got to that point. Yeah. I feel no, like you've come no. full circle back oh. around to Empire Sin. You know, somehow right, we've made it all the way back. Here we have. You're yeah. right. I forgot, I forgot about that. the first hole that Pat just kicks you into. I forgot about the first hole. The first hole uh, is the hole that Patrick just personally kicks you into. Uh, <laughs> yes. He invades but you the world play Dark only Souls. This is Dark Souls, bitch. He just comes uh-huh. to your house and kicks you in a hole. <laughs> Uh, there are characters. You now understand my parenting style. <laughs> 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 All right, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Figure it out. Welcome to Dark Souls, yeah. bitch. 
<laughs> um, there will be characters. So this is what your thing about fast traveling made me think is like, there are things that only trigger when you kill a boss and then right. return to the to nexus. nexus. Correct. There was right. a, there was a, there was a chain of events that starts, that starts happening after you kill a boss, after a certain character comes back home to the nexus. And then like, as you start coming back each time, some stuff progresses. And I'm curious if you just bounce between archstones using the, PlayStation fast travel. Is yeah, but you'd always have to come that. back to level up. You're right, but I'm you curious how many. Yeah. I'm curious if that would trigger each time you do it, or only when you come back to the Nexus. Do you know what I mean? It's always it's always a boss. So it's like if you oh, so you're like the, no, no. It, once with, it starts with, happening, with the, it is not with only the a event, boss. So like if you were jumping between, you see well, what I'm no, saying? Not, yeah, but I think I'm it, curious because that thing is like eight hmm. steps long. It's longer right. than how many bosses are left in that game. You, you would point. always come back to the next. How how what are you beating eight bosses but never like uh, using your souls Dark, to level demon up? Demon souls people? Yes. <laughs> well, though, but those people have already played it. Yes, I'm, Kato's, yes, Kato yes. is going to come back and level up. I'm yeah. mostly just curious how they handled that. Functionally, if they yeah, trigger yeah. a step each time you you go from world to world. Well, so what anyway. you're suggesting is right. this very without spoiling because Kato, Kato could come home at yet. step eight of that. <laughs> that's and be what like, I'm, yeah. That's oh my god. <laughs> I you know what? Uh, Austin, actually, I hope that's possible because that is so fucking funny. Uh, oh my God, that would be. This is what I'm building so towards. funny. Yes. Okay. All right. This is the fucking keep an pizza eye gift from Community. The, yeah. Oh, great. God. Good. All right. Uh huh. Um. Anyway. What's your beef with Umarangi level one? Well, let's what do save you, it for Thursday. I'll beat okay. it by then. Okay, I, you'll beat it by no, then. That's the, I don't uh, have beef as much. I have some beef, but I yeah, just wait till Thursday. Uh-huh. We've got we've we'll gone through it. I love that. Game. I can feed it. It's I like a little McDonald's burger <laughs> and yeah. I like a steak. It's a little bit of beef. Yes. Yes. Um <laughs> all right then. <laughs> just a little just a little happy. Oh, let me quickly before we wrap up, I did start playing over break 13 Sentinels, uh, Aegis Rim. Again, I've been meaning to start for a long time. Uh that is I played an hour of that for a There'll be a feature in the in the future. Okay. I, had to play I played more. Than, I played more than I played through all the prologue, and then I and I started uh, one or two other stories after that. Um, that game is Beautiful. really cool. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's one of oh the my best God, looking games the of the year. Okay. The art's incredible. It's a vanillaware game. The the pitch on it is oh, this is the thing. It's like it's so hard to even talk about it because part of the pitch is uh, is that the the writing is really good and there's really interesting twists and turns and setups with characters and blah blah blah. Um, but the, the very, very, very basic premise is giant robots invading, invading giant ro- giant mechs that fight giant invading robots, but also an interesting time travel filled story about a group of, of young people who, uh, whose lives get entangled in increasingly compelling ways, uh, and who, you know, are, are, are seemingly trying to save the world, but also have their own personal interests, both both personal as in their personal lives and crushes and and relationships, but also personal as in like, hey, I'm from the 1940s. Uh, I'm a Japanese soldier who wants to win the war versus you're from 2035 and your life is just different than, than <laughs> mine and you have a different worldview and maybe don't think about these robots in the same way that I do. Um, the, the, it's, it's been really interesting so far. It's really hard for me this year to like sit down and play through something that is mostly just dialogue and text. I mean, there are, there are, uh, uh, gamey elements to it. Not that, you know, not that if it, that stuff wasn't there, it wouldn't be a game, but there is, I should say like sort of, um, 
a tactics or strategy layer that feels almost a little bit like a tower defense game, but much more active. You're moving your your mechs around a map, a kind of um, abstract, like poly- polygonal. It almost looks like looking like at a battle map in a war room in a sci-fi movie. You know mm. what I mean? Um, and and it's not like super. It's not animated. It's not like here's your characters doing you know interesting animations. I mean, you can kind of hover or you can when you go to pick an attack it shows you what that attack would look like hypothetically but it's not playing out those animations as you're fighting these killer robots or whatever um uh it's just kind of it's just kind of like uh very abstract out to again to be that kind of war map style and those are fun little segments i I like those segments quite a bit but they're pretty divorced from the moment to moment stuff which is like characters talking um you trying to decide what to bring up in conversation or what idea to to present or or evidence so to speak or like you know I, item that you have in your character's inventory um and you're bouncing between this huge group of characters over the course of play so you know you you have your kind of like your boy who really loves monster movies and like has his memory is is a little like uh, clouded and he, he it's clear he used to go by a different name but he can't even quite remember that but he loves old monster movies he loves old giant robot movies and that fandom is like something that's throughout his character there's a character who loves uh, there's another similar like loves movies character but like lo- loves ufos loves conspiracy theories loves et um and and early on in her thing she gets a little robot companion and the the bit there of her just like realizing her being like yes it's gonna fucking happen to me i'm gonna protect this little alien dude i'm gonna get him back home to his family it's gonna be just like the movie and then it does not go as nicely as as she hopes it does is very good there's like you know cool delinquent characters in the <laughs> like yakuza style of of japanese badass uh, uh characterization uh it's, which is very fun um I, I i'm enjoying it a lot it's it's been so hard for me to stay focused on something like this where it is it would be easier for me if this was a book so badly because I can just like huh. turn the lights down a little bit, sit not near screens and just read. Um, whereas when I'm playing something right now that is so text heavy, it is very hard for me to stay focused and not get distracted in 2020 by a billion other things going on. Not least of which is like my anxiety spiking and feeling like something has to happen. Um, I managed to do it with with Paradise Killer, uh, but Paradise Killer is such a, a, a much more active game where you're constantly moving around and jumping and, and stuff like that. I think this is just like where I'm at this year, uh, which is a, a bummer because I really like this game. I really like 13 Sentinels and I've been looking forward to it for literally years. Uh, so I'm going to try to power through and just like find it. I wish it was on Switch because then I could just like play it in you bed or on my couch. You could be under the covers. Or totally, 100%. Game. And that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, but right now, like I'm at my desk where I work. And so I'm in that mode, oh, you know, it's awful. When, I'm, when I'm, yeah, and it's just not. Yeah, how I, how I, I just bought I it to say no because he told me Good. essentially that Greg Turkington is in this. It's in this game. It's a mech yeah, game. Uh-huh, but that's Greg correct. Turkington, yeah, that's all <laughs> so Greg Turkington <laughs> is a teenage boy and gets into a giant robot. I mean, uh, it's, that it's seems perfect. like the only thing he'd want to have happen in his life. Says that's a <laughs> giant true. robot full of popcorn. That feels that, that's that's what he wants. <laughs> God. I can't wait to um, give this game five stars and a little <laughs> tiny mech. God. Um, <laughs> any other things we want to shout out before we wrap up the pod? If you really like are into Empire of Sin or, or like mm-hmm. that concept, but can't cop the game immediately, the only thing I want to do while I'm playing it is watch the most recent season of Fargo starring Chris Rock as a super cool 
black I need to catch uh, mob up on boss. It so bad. Yo, as soon Hasn't as you good? get Hasn't on it, good? I'm going to rope okay. you into a bonus pod. Just so you know. Okay. It, it, <laughs> I, I mean, even if we don't do I a bonus really pod, love... I'm going to call you on Discord and be like, yeah, Austin, we'll just talk, fucking talk about this. <laughs> um, I'm so far back. I, I watched the first season of Fargo, really liked it, and then fell off in the second season. Not because it was bad, just because I got distracted. Yeah. And then that's it's just how slow, I am on TV. very meditative They're show. They're not connected, though. So um, you could just that, watch. It's anthology style. There's bonus stuff for you if you've watched the second season, but this season essentially doesn't even take place in in Fargo. It takes place in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So you could you can pretty much you don't have to watch. I can uh, just jump in. You know, fucking Bilbo Baggins act with his big British nose. (laughs) Damn, get him! Wow. Beat him up. Uh, um, bah, all bah. right. On that note, yeah, let him know. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap things up now. Uh, we'll be back later this week with some more stuff. I don't even know. I don't. I feel like we're we are in now. We are in that little brief window between now and the holidays where not too much happens outside of Cyberpunk in like two weeks or whatever like, that why is. Why is it always reviews just the most busy oh, time of my personal life? Like for for mm. work though, because I feel like yeah. I am working on this. Uh, the review for Empire of Sin, and then there's a bunch of other mm-hmm. little things that are going to get swept yes. up under the holiday rush that I really want to make sure that I write about and talk about in this pod before then. So this is right. This is like catch up time. That's yeah. the thing, right? This is like, yeah. all right, what yeah. have I not hit yet? Yeah. Let me look at the list of the whole year uh, and see if there's anything I need to go back to that I missed, et cetera. Um, so I, I feel you. Ugh. Patrick, is that what you were about to say? Basically the same thing? No, I, was saying, uh, I for, for completely forgot about Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, right. That, just oh. I'm just, for that. I just retweeted um, a review of this. <laughs> <laughs> to, did any of us play it? Why didn't we talk about no, it? No, we didn't, we didn't get early access to it. Ubisoft has mm. been a little. Wow. Hmm. Why, Interesting. Um, why is that following us, Patrick? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, we, yeah. I, anyway, the I, review seemed like. Kind of what you expected. Better, better than better. You know, better than we tell you, you might have thought, but um, constrained in the ways you might expect for a. I would have been way more ready for this game in a year where it didn't have Genshin Impact. Let me scratch that uh-huh. Breath of the Wild yeah. itch. True. Which new characters dropped Genshin today? So I got to go see oh, if, if they look cool. There's like trials for them. So mm-hmm. uh, that game, by the way, had some expansion stuff recently, and and more coming in a few weeks also. Uh, and that game continues to be good. I, I have not like I'm not like keeping up with my dailies, but I'm keeping up with like the weekly event type things um which has been fun and uh, that game's still really good it's really interesting because this is my last note on this is um when i finished breath of the wild one of my big feelings with it was like i wish i could stay in this world after the events of breath of the wild had ended and just kind of like continue to inhabit this space and check in on people and like get little updates and Genshin Impact because it's a, a live service game is literally that and so there are big huge dramatic fights in that game where you're like you know, fighting gods basically, or or, <laughs> or beings of that 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 scale in certain instances, um, and it is cool for there to be events where you like come back in and like go talk to people about it and see what their perspective is on it, and and switching over from Breath of the Wild mode where you're going around and solving puzzles and collecting everything to this kind of maintenance mode where you're doing a weekly event where you know you're doing a combat challenge or something or you're going around and collecting things that have been spread all across the map, new things that have been added to the map, stuff like that, uh, is like a really cool way to continue to inhabit a space like that in a game that is trying to be like Breath of the Wild, but more combat heavy and more like focused on builds and stuff like that. So I'm still very happy with that. And and I definitely think uh, I would be way more excited for Immortals if I hadn't already played a really good one of those yeah. this year. So 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still curious about Immortals, but you know, we'll see. Um, on that note, we'll be back on Friday with more. Uh, I almost said Thursday because that's when we record, but that's not. <laughs> that podcast does not come out on Thursday. No. Um, I hope everyone has a good week. You can find uh, us on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint. You can find me at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Gita? You can find me at XOXOGossipGita on twitter.com and other places. Other right. Yeah, of course. Kato. You can find me feeling like I'm breaking my PlayStation controller every time I use the triggers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That feels weird a little bit. Sure. It's just like I don't I'm not I'm not used to like having to force a controller to do something. I do like keep wondering, like, when's stuck. it going to break on me? Yeah, 100%. When's it going to break on me? 100%. Yeah. It's all made out of plastic. You know that it's strong plastic, but it is plastic. We've all broken a piece of plastic before. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. True. That's just true. Uh, Patrick. At Patrick Lubbock. There you go. Uh, we'll be back later this week. Thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You of the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, as always. You know what? Hey, shout outs to the 250 million people in India who are on strike right now. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell against yeah. Austerity measures and neoliberal policies and, mm. you know, a, a, a government that has done some real fucking terrible shit. Uh, so shout outs to them and, and to take a cue from them. Fuck mm. capitalism. Go home. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Nice. All right. We'll send this right over. Thank you. Good pod, y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Patrick, I'm about to give $5 to the Just King Things people so uh-huh. that I can hear their bonus episode. Uh-huh. On maximum overdrive. It's good. I just listened to that last week. Also, that podcast. You gotta watch that movie, though. You I really want to see that movie. I will, I I will really watch that movie. That, movie. <laughs> that is the exact kind it of shit that like me and David love to watch together. Absolute so trash in the best possible way. It sounds and, so good. And if I could, if I could give you, I told Gita this. Um, this is an unproven theory. It is a long yeah. uh, standing. It feels real. Of, feels real. Um, this will make more sense after you watch it. Um, but the producer of uh, Maximum Overdrive was also uh, producing uh, a, a David Lynch film at the time. And oh. um, there is a sequence in Maximum Overdrive um, that feels so out of, for Kato, Maximum Overdrive is a Stephen King, the only movie he ever directed. He wrote lots of screenplays, the only oh. one he ever actually directed. Okay. Um, and it was the adaptation of. 
uh, in the middle of his coke phase, which was very long. It was not a short phase. It was a very, very long. He was, he was abusing coke. He was abusing alcohol. He was he was fucked up and writing incredible stories at the same time. Um, and he, this is about uh, like uh, cars that come to life and like uh-huh. suddenly turn against their human masters. Like Great. there's a germ of a good idea, and apparently the the short story is better than than the movie is called amazing. Trucks. Yeah, <laughs> which is the best. You know, yep. in, um, in the just in the podcast, they they went when they went through that short story collection. They said that Trucks is really just seems inspired by the gas shortage because there's this whole oh, scene sure, where they're just yeah. lined up at the pumps. And watching this huge line of cars, and, and, and King ha- hates religion and Reagan. Like yeah. he like <laughs> runs through yeah. like all of his work. Um, like he hates right. he hates Republicans, but like really hates Reagan. Um, right. And so, um, good Republican to hate. <laughs> true. And and there's a there's a so anyway there's a sequence in the in the movie where there's this little boy who's trying to get through a neighborhood, and like he is 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 like the the sprinklers. And he's he's seeing all these little vignettes of like how different appliances have turned on like people like hairdresser uh, hair dryers and things like that. It's it is it's it's creepy and it's eerie and it's weird and has no place in the movie. It's like yeah. the only legitimate sequence in the film, and it makes no because like it's like oh if the whole movie was this this would be amazing. And it happens early off early on that you think maybe the whole movie is this and it's not yeah. the whole movie is a trash fire and <laughs> the, hasn't room- seen the movie yet the most coked out decision absolutely is acdc doing the entire soundtrack entire soundtrack <laughs> and they didn't do an orchestral soundtrack they just recorded an acdc out it's just guitars good. and bass it's it's good they rule yes there's a metal guitar sting and it doesn't make any sense that is a it's, cocaine decision oh, it's so wow. it's so good but anyway so the, the rumor is that uh that lynch did come to the set at some point it was like hey come see the stephen king movie and that the king was like getting up like barely capable of like making it to set and like uh, doing decisions that lynch actually shot this <gasps> sequence wow um, um, it's like there's it a rumor on a, on a different Holy stephen king shit. podcast that, that i listened to oh my um, god and the King cast and like, cast. it's just yeah, one yeah. of those like in- industry rumors that there's no way to substantiate it. But when, if when you watch that film, just think about that sequence, think about that rumor, because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Like it's <laughs> the only way that makes a sequence. It's like this, this bit's amazing. And the rest is terrible. Um, and that sequence being maybe directed by an early David Lynch were like, oh yeah, he would pinch hit for like a two day shoot for a producer that was helping him early in his career. This would have been like blue velvet era. I believe, yeah, I believe it right. was Blue Velvet was shooting at the oh, incredible, at the same time. incredible, uh, <laughs> like in the same town. Like it was, it was, it was just shooting just down the road. And so, um, yeah, please go watch Maximum Overdrive. It's I can't a, wait. Um, pick your substance great. of choice um, uh-huh. and watch and watch Maximum Overdrive. It will only make the I can't wait the experience I have better. To watch this. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. Well, well, all right. Charlie, she's my enjoy that. Enjoy Peace this. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. 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 If I was going to have the worst draft pick, then I wanted to be paid for the right to have that worst draft pick. So uh-huh. it's a win-win either way, honestly. <laughs> I saw your I saw your team is already doing the fun. Well, oh, we should probably give that new guy a couple yeah, of reps and 100%. see what we got. Ooh, yeah. that's a, what a uh-huh. I don't even have that. I don't even have that. That's at mm. least like a who knows? Maybe you got something special waiting in on that bench. I don't even have that. It's just no. There are two broken pieces of shit <laughs> on my team. I'm rooting for the New York Giants to win. What does my life become? Why? No.
stop. I'm no, sorry. because they might want a new quarterback. So you're not oh, even thinking right. of term- sure. teams yeah. in turn. You want teams who are losing mm-hmm. to be like the Bengals. Who's like, well, they're not. They have Joe Burrow. They're not right. going to get a quarterback. Be, right? Yeah. Sure. Hi. Hi. Oh, I should turn mine. I was like moments ago, just covered in tears and mucus. It was disgusting. <laughs> Why? Sorry. <clears throat> Is, anxi- what? is this uh uh I said anxiety, I meant allergies, but yeah, I mean a little column A, a little yeah. zombie. <laughs> Fair. God, and this cat, cat any minute now is gonna be like, Well, I followed you into this room, but you're doing something in here I don't like, so you're gonna have to get up and let me out. I have the opposite I had to- I literally just had the opposite fucking thing happen to me. My cat just dropped kicks my door open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very powerful creature. That door doesn't. It like, it's like barely closes. Like the door frame is like a, a solid inch too wide for the door. Oh so my god! It doesn't take much, but she likes to like parkour off of walls sometimes, just to like get some. Just to feel something. Just to get some height to run in the opposite direction instead of stopping and turning around. And she just did it you to know? the door so hard that it like swung open. I was like, oh shit! Beautiful. Who's coming in? It's just my cat. <laughs> just a cat. 363 cutter? Yes. Okay. That's time. Dot is. David in the other room just said, act like Kathy. I'm so impressed. <laughs> when are uh, we going to get a sexy reimagining of Kathy? Oh, no. Who knows? Wasn't that Ally McBeal? <laughs> I say to myself. Uh, uh, 10 seconds. 